0: Well, today we're taking a trip to the cold Midwest. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, today I'm welcoming a guest on the program to help me get through it, Jim Calhoun. And I cannot believe that Jim has agreed to, to take time out of his busy schedule to help me out. I'm so appreciative of what he does. But I will tell you that these last couple of days have been rough. As many of you know, I'm facing a physical issue. Uh, It's going to take some more surgery in January, and I'm just hoping that I can keep it glued together between now and then. Uh, This time of the year as you're heading toward Christmas and New Year's, trying to get things taken care of is not easy, especially in the healthcare environment we have today. And so your prayers are needed. It's so hard some days to just produce this program. It it takes everything out of me, like I have not seen in my life. And so would you keep me in your prayers as we try to do this program each and every day? Jim Calhoun has been a good friend, and how God put the two of us together is still a miracle to behold. And and he and I were just kind of communicating a little bit by email the other day and, and, and talking about the narratives that are being played out all around us and how the narrative changes, but it's the same. It changes, but it is the same. That may sound weird on the surface, but it really isn't. I go back over 50 years ago being told that we are destroying the planet and we're going to freeze to death. It's going to snow in Miami every December, January, and February because of man-made global cooling. And we're, we're, we're hard-pressed to stop it. But we need to do all these certain things to stop it immediately, which we never did. And when that didn't pan out and the world got warmer, we called it global warming. And we kept that little charade up, that little lie going until the early 2000s when every prediction kept failing. And we started calling it, well, just call it climate change. This way, no matter what the weather does, we did it. No matter what... The weather is like today, it's our fault. It's just climate change. And the the nonsense being pushed out is is absolutely ridiculous and silly. And I want to take a little look at that today with Jim and, and talk about how we are being manipulated by the earth worshipers, the Moloch worshipers, and those that desire a one world government and less of us. Because it is truly... Of satanic origin, this worship of the earth and the rejection of a creator. So, how's global warming treating you out there today in Nebraska, Jim? (laughs) Well, if it wasn't
1: for global warming, I'd probably be freezing to death right now because we're having a blizzard come through this area and the wind chills are negative 20 below for the next couple of days. So, thank God for global warming.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this climate change to me and, and what bothers me and and I wanted to talk about this and a bunch of other stuff today on the program with you there's something that I find disturbing about it and and, and I say a lot of things and a lot of people still want to fight me and say no you're wrong Bob we're gonna the, the world's gonna catch fire we're all gonna die I 1970 high school student I attended Earth Day maybe before your time. And I can remember all the predictions of gloom and doom and the Cuyahoga Rivers on fire. We're dead. We're 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 goner's in 10 years if we don't do anything. We're going to freeze to death and you're going to have regular snowfalls every Christmas in Miami. And that was beaten into us for what? A decade?
1: Yes it was and I got to tell you I do remember that. I was, I'm younger than you, but I am old enough to remember that. And I remember a National Geographic that came out and I was in grade school that said the coming ice age, and it had a picture of basically a huge ice cube all over the whole United States. Mm -hmm. And I was taught in grade school as a young kid kid in school that I was going to
0: freeze to death by 1980. (laughs) I remember it too. Yeah, I remember. Then something happened in the middle 1980s that I noticed. The temperatures got warmer.
1: Well, the ozone hole had to happen first. Oh,
0: see. yeah. we <laughs> for, you know, And we had to get rid of all that. See, once we got rid of the 1980s hairstyling with all that big hair and hairspray, we saved the ozone layer.
1: Well, I tell you uh, one little quick story about the ozone layer. I was working in an automotive store. I was their chief buyer for their parts. And the representative came through that sold the old Freon that used to have in the mm-hmm. uh, air conditioning mm-hmm. units. And he said, you better buy it because it's going to go away. And we said, well, why? He said, well, the government's come out and said that kids are buying it and they're huffing it like they're sniffing glue and they're, they're getting high on it. And I said, well, that can't be happening. There's no way that's, that's happening because that would kill them and uh we got bulletins that came in from the government said the id anybody that was going to buy it but that didn't fly because it didn't make sense and about six months later that narrative totally disappeared you never matter of fact that narrative never really made it into the public psyche it never really made it on the mainstream media but it did come across my desk and then within like say several months all of a sudden it was creating an ozone hole. And so they wanted to get rid of that product. And one of the reasons was, is that uh, the patents had run out. And so they wanted to come out with a whole different patented type of a product. And so they could keep their money together. So it was just
0: nothing but a big scam. And I think there's a new one on the horizon. If memory serves me, it may not, but I think there's a new one on the horizon uh, to replace the one we've been using really time. yeah
1: <laughs> another one oh, another,
0: another story when you said that it triggered I, I i read it casually that they're looking for something more uh, shall we say earth friendly so i guess i guess what they used before is not as friendly as they thought
1: well i'd say that a lot of the things that that they do that's all just motivated by stupid politics and narratives that are just just not true and also there's money involved you always gotta follow that money
0: absolutely i mean we've been pointing out on this program for quite a while now and and it's becoming blatant where they don't even care if you figure it out because they figure the masses of people just are too lazy to find out for themselves they live off the soundbite and a short memory
1: well exactly like you said earlier that you tell people that global warming is not happening and they they get angry with you and they, they get combative and they have to get in your face. These people are brainwashed and they seem to be proud of it and they will continue to fight for the narrative that's spoon-fed to them and, and to get people to actually stop and open their own mind and think and use
0: some common sense is almost impossible these days. You know, one of the things that they don't want to talk about Um, There is selective, and and look, people can accuse me of being selective in what I'm sharing. I'm not really trying to be selective because most of what they try to share with us ends up not being true. And and we've seen that primarily in predictions. And that is the truth. (laughs) And I look at 50-plus years of failed predictions that should have occurred by now. All the gloom and doom that has set policy in motion to save us by the year 2035 or 2050 or something way out in the future. Things that should have happened by now. The polar oh, ice yeah. cap should be gone. New York City should be underwater. My house in Florida should be submerged or at least it should be a swimming pool in the living room. <laughs> I mean, none of it has happened. And they kept saying this over and over again. I can remember 2005. Uh, I had been through the hurricanes of 2004 in Florida. Hurricane Charlie and a couple of others. Then we had, in 2005, Katrina. Remember Katrina? Oh, yes. It nailed New Orleans. Well, everybody blamed it on global warming. Man-made climate change, well they didn't call it climate change yet, it was still global warming and every expert under the sun got on every major television program to declare that what you are seeing is just the beginning and that from this day forward there will be more hurricanes every year. Those hurricanes will be bigger, badder, meaner and more destructive with every passing year Wait till 2006 and 7 and 8. Florida, the coast of the United States, the Gulf states will be demolished by man-made hurricanes.
1: I remember that very well. And that was my first uh, thoughts about these experts back then. Was they were really sticking their neck out with that prediction because I didn't believe
0: it when they said it. But yet. And what happened? Nothing. Ten, these, ten solid years of no hurricanes hitting yeah, in the United States. A whole decade it went quiet. And what does that tell you about these experts? They're and just the, for and sale. they're the same ones telling us that these are going to get bad again next year and the year after. Exactly. They They don't know.
1: Well, they don't know, but what they're doing is they're getting paid to go on and spread disinformation and to try to just help brainwash the people and they give somebody a white coat and they call him a doctor and everyone says they're a doctor they or think an they're an expert a doctor. they're an expert and same way with this they say this guy's a climatologist they put him on and he spouts his political narrative and everyone says well he's a trained climatologist when maybe he's not you never know because the things that are happening on the mainstream media and the things that are in the narrative that they're spoon-feeding us they're just uh, they're just not true, and they don't care. Like you say, they're t- it's out in the open. They just go out with their predictions, and if they're wrong, they don't even ever retract or anything. They just go on with the next prediction.
0: One of the things that I find disturbing, and, and just we'll talk about hurricanes here for a moment because they're near and dear to my heart when you have a house in Florida. You go back over history. Now, let's be honest Since the late 1970s and the 1980s, we have something we did not have in terms of looking at weather and observing, and that's satellites. Satellite imagery, we did not have it years and years ago. That came much later. So we have no way of knowing many of the storms that may have been out in the Atlantic that were forming. We never really knew what their strength was. They never got a name. Because we didn't really see them. They're out there at sea, and we don't know. We now that we can now visually see from space storms that we could not see before. So we're seeing everything now we never could see. Oh yet definitely. The, yet the truth is if you go back over a little over a hundred years the hurricanes of the past 53 years cannot compare to the massive hurricanes that we knew of in the 50 years prior to that over this 100-year period.
1: Well, like the hurricane that hit Galveston so many years ago, that that was just horrific.
0: And some of these were never named. Oh, no, because that's before they started doing that. Right. So we know that the storms literally in the 1800s and early 1900s into the 1930s, all the way into the 1950s, were stronger, more frequent, and we didn't even know how many we really had because of our technology. Where The state of the art of technology couldn't even visually see many of the things that were probably going, you know, forming off the, the Cape of Africa and heading up and never made it across the Atlantic that just dissipate going north. We don't even know about those.
1: No, that's very true, but yet on the other side of it, there was less population in Florida. There were less buildings to be destroyed, mm-hmm. and less coastline that was developed. Same and in so,
0: Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. Exactly.
1: All and of it. so when those storms would hit before they were developed nobody really cared. It just was wiping out natural trees. But when it started taking people's homes and businesses away, well, then Mm -hmm. it becomes a big thing. So you got to look at the fact that the hurricanes were there. And when they did hit, they didn't hit near as many things that were built by people.
0: Well, look at the population of Florida over the past 50 years. That just exploded. Uh, yeah, it's gone from, it's 20 some odd million now, and it used to be 5 million. So that ought to tell you something. It wasn't that many years ago. Uh, like Atlanta, Georgia, or the, even the state of Georgia, its, it's population has more than doubled in, in just less than 50 years. And most of that has been in Atlanta and the coast, the only two places that have had massive growth. Little towns like Toccoa, Georgia, where I lived at for many years. There was 10,000 people in 1975. It's still 10,000 people in 2022. And the county was 21,000. I think it's 22,000. Now, it's not a big difference. But Atlanta Atlanta went from a million something to 5 million in the metro.
1: Yeah, the migration south from the the northeast has been just incredible.
0: So global warming, um, in my opinion, is a scam. And, you know, and here's something else that I never knew until I started doing some reading of people that the Twitters of the world used to try to suppress the Facebooks, still do, and much of the media wants to ignore. There, There's one little fact that nobody wants to talk about, the 1500s. What we do know from the 1500s, we entered a little ice age. We've actually had a couple of them. And we have never recuperated to the temperatures prior to these many ice ages. In other words, there was a time in the 1500s, the world was vastly warmer than it is today. And they don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about what happened in the last 50 or 100 years. They don't want to get into prior to the Middle Ages. They want to just guesstimate what may have been Uh, from certain things they can observe that don't really, they're not definitive. In other words, to alter the statistics.
1: Well, climate change is a hoax. You're definitely right there, and but the it does is, change. But it's yeah, not, it always changes. It, it always will. I mean, yes, yeah, not man-made, but does does change. If you've ever been to Arizona and driven through the area that's the Petrified Forest, you're in the middle of the desert, driving through tropical rainforest trees that are petrified. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about two or three trees. I'm talking about thousands. And to know that the northern Arizona that's totally desert used to be a rainforest at one time mm-hmm. and that it also if you go into Wyoming, you can see fish fossils in some of the mountain ranges That's in right. Wyoming and where I live in the central Nebraska used to be a shallow sea. And so things always change
0: and they will over time. I mean, I remember a production put out years ago by Moody Bible Institute. And I'm trying to remember the guy's voice. It was just a beautiful voice, and it was it. It was called "The Living Planet: A Tribute to a Living God," and and we we try to act like the Earth is not a living entity. It is, and it goes through natural cycles in its own design, um, and it's a God-given design. And you can argue with me, people that may tune into this program and hear me say that ah, Bible thumper, turn it off ah. Well, that's fine. You can, you're can. you welcome to do that.
1: Well, they're missing out because that is absolutely the truth. The, the people that think that the earth is just nothing but just a granite ball uh, are mistaken. And one of the things that back up what you just said is the fact that they could pump out an oil field and pump it dry. And it's not fossil fuel, of course. There's mm-hmm. never been that many dinosaurs or things that could rot to make that
0: kind it of It must have film. been really a lush forest out there exactly. in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> exactly and, and middle Texas
1: but after they get these oil fields pumped out pumped dry if they wait a few years they fill back up mm-hmm. and so
0: Pennsylvania in my
1: opinion, is refilled <laughs> right in in my opinion it's God has designed a lubricant for the earth for the plates to move and so forth it's a lubricant that the earth uses and it is created by the earth it's not created by fossils you know it's just so just another thing that's part of their narrative, they want to say, well, we're going to run out of fuel because all the dead dinosaurs are all being used up. And let, it, let me give you a good all expl- part of the all part of the
0: hoax. You know, the left in this country likes to use, you know, the Russians as their whipping boy these days for everything from everything from the 2020 election, Russian collusion and on and on and on and on it goes. I'm not going to get into a discussion on that, but this should drive the left crazy. And this should ruin their own narrative by understanding who invented the idea of fossil fuel. Russian scientist. Yes. Not American. Russian scientist theorized because oil was found near the surface. This is before we dug wells more than 20, 30, or 50 feet down. Right. This is back in the early days of finding oil. Back we, when Jed Clampett could go hunting for food and shoot the ground, and oil would come. That's exactly <laughs> right. Or you know, a, a oil well drilled a hundred feet down in Texas, you know, is is shooting through the you know up to the sky. Yes. And we, of course, all that low hanging fruit was easy to take out, but there wasn't that much of it. So by the 1950s, they had what was called the peak oil oil theory. We have run past the peak, and we are now on the downward side. That was 1950-something. I can't remember what year, maybe 55, 56. That was the theory. Oh, boy, we've now used more than half. We better be real careful. Well, now we're 60, 70 years later, and we're finding oil deeper. We're finding wells refilling. And obviously, this is not what they claim it to be. This was a great Russian theory at the time, but that's all it was, was a guess. And somehow, because of Dino the Dinosaur being used for Sinoco or Sinclair Oil. Sinclair. Sinclair. (laughs) um, You know, Sinclair Oil. It has been entrenched, entrenched in our minds that dead dinosaurs are the source of fossil fuel. And people believe it. And it's indoctrinated into the minds of children. And they don't understand what the Russian scientists today are beginning to realize they were wrong. And many other scientists are saying, you know, maybe we were a little bit, the stuff is, well, yeah, it's carbon. But then again, we're a carbon-based planet. I, this this war on carbon is a war on everything that is life-giving on this planet. Oh, definitely. And and the- people don't see it. It doesn't even take a rocket scientist to be old enough to look at old Star Trek episodes. They even understood Gee, Class M planet. Remember those days? They still use it on the newer series. What does that mean? Carbon-based. Exactly. We are carbon-based. Any, any textbook I in biology class in high school, carbon-based. And suddenly, carbon is the deadly enemy. In other words, life is the enemy of this planet in terms of the reprobate mind. And carbon must be destroyed, meaning life on this planet must be destroyed
1: oh absolutely that's it's a i think it's a mass extermination uh, uh, agenda that we're up against and you look at what they've done in the netherlands they're going to shut down three thousand farms they're going to close them and just confiscate them and don't be fooled folks that's can come here because everything they're doing are basically small tests in small areas and if they can get by with it and i'm talking about the global elites if they can get by with doing that in the netherlands it'll come to canada it'll come to united states and it'll come in some form and there again it's another hoax another lie that's built on climate change because that's why they're closing the farms down
0: and they will continue to do so i mean this is part of a plan for 2030 to, exactly. Uh, this is part of the 2030 uh, agenda that was started with, you know, the 2020, 2021. All, all these are interconnected and people go, "Oh, that's a conspiracy theory." No, it's not. No, it's not. Th- there are I- two places you can go to find out more the United Nations website and the World Economic Forum. It's right there. Go
1: go to their own websites, look at their own videos and open your mind and see, they're telling you exactly what they're gonna do to you. And people like you and myself, we come out and we sound the alarm and we say, hey, look at what they're saying they're trying to do. And right now they're coming up with these incubation pods for babies that's just totally atrocious. And they're trying to put that, is part of you know normalcy, and we need to stand up against it. But you're right, people, they refuse to even look at it, but it's there if they want to
0: see it. You know, I want to share with you an audio cut before we go to our break, and I, I've got a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about in this program today. But in terms of climate change and the climate hoax and the climate narrative, which has been used over and over again to control how we live, in the 1970s, it was Jimmy Carter saying, put your thermostat on 68 and wear a sweater. Prices are going to go up. They didn't have to, but we were told we're running out of oil, so we must do our part. Well, that's 1978. That's a little while ago, 45 years and more than that. And, and so here we are today, same same narrative, same everything. We're running out, we're running out, so you have to do without. We knew by 1992 that the jig was up because the predictions of global cooling had failed. And so they quietly changed the narrative to global warming. And all the reasons why were so well illuminated by, I think, one of the most common sense individuals ever to speak on radio. And his name is Paul Harvey. Yes. And listen to what Paul Harvey had to say, ready for this, 30 years ago, in 1992.
2: And with the willing complicity of headline-hungry media, a recent crisis of the month had to do with global warming. An ozone hole is opening up over the United States, we were told. The effects of which were already measurable in an increase in skin cancer. On the contrary, destroying chlorine around the polar vortex has been declining since January. A major objective of a recent shuttle mission was to determine the scope and scale of the so-called ozone hole, and the silence since has been deafening from those whose livelihood depends on creating crises. Recent data from the... Upper atmosphere research satellites affirms that any problem is less, it's not greater. Ozone levels fluctuate all of the time, partly because of volcanic activity and solar flares. But MIT's technology review has made an exhaustive study of worldwide ocean temperatures. Since 1851 has concluded that there appears to have been little or no global warming over the past century. In fact, the net rise in world surface temperature during the last century, which was about 1%, almost all occurred before 1940, and that was before aerosols, and that has since been reversed. Former NASA chief Robert Jastrow and former Scripps director William Nirenberg, past president of the American Academy of Sciences, Frederick Seitz, all have concluded in a scathing rebuke of those who make money by predicting global warming. Quote, if we allow ourselves to be influenced by press release, we could spend a trillion dollars over the next decade destroying what's left of the American economy in an utterly unnecessary attempt to repeal the industrial revolution.
0: Okay. There you have it, Paul Harvey from 30 years ago talking about the new trend of the day, global warming. Now, remember, it was just a little over 20 years before then in 1992 that all the experts from all the universities, the science of the day predicted, well, we're going to enter a major ice age, and we did it. And it can't be fixed unless you are obedient to the government. Now, I'm noticing that we're disconnected right now. And we'll we'll try to get Jim Calhoun back on the line here in just a moment. But let me just finish this thought. And then we'll take a break. They have been trying to use... Let me put it this way. If you want to defeat a nation, take over a region and establish a one world government, or a dictatorship, or an empire, whatever it is. There are only a couple of ways to do it. One is through fear, the other is through force. Fear or force. Those are the only two ways you're going to take over another place or government. In terms of fear, you just create a problem and provide the solution. In the case of force, well, you saw how that worked out in the Second World War. And that combination of fear and force has been used, well, throughout humankind. There's nothing new under the sun. So much of what we are seeing today is just repeating the same demonic playbook from the past. Paul Harvey said it well. This is all about control. This is all about dismantling free nations like the United States to make them part of a one world governance, which is what the satanic realm has wanted, well, since the beginning. Like I said, we're going to try to reconnect with Jim Calhoun here in just a couple of moments, but I want to just take a few moments right now, if I could. To share with you just a few thoughts that are on my mind. Number one, I'm feeling a little bit on the rough side these past several days. I've had a lot of health issues, as many of you know. And some days are not bad. Some days are awful. Today is one of them. I barely slept any last night. Up and down, I think four or five. Can't remember how many times I was up. So this lack of sleep. Um, As many of you know, I'm dealing with a health issue that we are just, I hope we can wait until the early part of January for the surgery. I I sometimes wonder if I'm going to have a major problem if we don't, if something doesn't give soon. I really need your prayers. I just want to say that I do count it a privilege to do this radio program each and every day. And I'm thankful that God has sustained me this far in the journey. And I'm also thinking about the direction of the radio program. There, there are things that are really on my mind right now. There There's so many outlets out there, and I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it, they that play on fear. and And it's an easy thing to do, and I don't want to be in that camp. I don't want to be out there giving you more things to be afraid of. I want to give you solutions to give you encouragement. Because we serve a victorious God. And I'm tired of people being all negative and woe is us. No, we are victorious. And I see all these websites and organizations and video podcasts, they do very well financially. And sometimes a lot of what they share ends up not really being even true or it doesn't pan out the way they claim. And there are times, and I don't, take this the wrong way. I feel like a voice crying in the wilderness, trying to give you both the information you need, but the hope that you also should have. And so I pray about the direction of this program, and I I would covet your prayers for how we face this world in which we live. And I've got some thoughts, and I may get into that tomorrow. But right now, we also, as we are getting into this busy time of the year, would you consider making a financial gift? I know it's not easy financially in these hard times. Would you consider making a gift payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. By the way, you can also support us from the website. You can use give, send to go. It's right there on our website, which is truth2ponder.com. That's truth2ponder.com. This is Truth
3: to Ponder with Bob Beerman. A lesson from the ancient priests. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in the ancient temple of Israel, the Kohanim, the Levitical priests, were in charge of lighting the lamp of God. But they weren't only in charge of lighting the lights, they were in charge of keeping the lights. And this is a crucial thing. See, the priests of God weren't just those who lit the lights, they were the keepers of the lights. They had to maintain the light, they had to trim the wicks, they had to replace the oil, they had to keep the light burning. And so God's priests now, as then, have to learn to be keepers of the light. The thing is, many believers live as if God's light doesn't need keeping, as if it just burns by itself. So they let things go on automatic. But you know, in the temple of Jerusalem, God had a light and there was no automatic pilot. It had to be kept. So it is with you. It's not enough that you lit the light of God in your heart. You have to maintain it. you have to trim the wick. You have to replenish the oil. You have to keep your light burning, your lamp burning. You see, you wonder why you haven't felt the joy of the Lord lately? The wonder and the grace and the zeal and the life and the light in your heart. When you lit the light, that was good. But you didn't keep it. God's light never goes out. But our lamps and our candles can go out if we don't keep them. And not only can they go out, but they will go out if we don't keep them. Because it wasn't an option for the priest to keep the light. It was their calling and their ministry. So you now are God's priest. Keep your light burning. Trim your wick with obedience. Replenish your heart with the oil of his spirit and the fire of his word. Guard what is in you because what is in you is the most precious thing you have, the very light of God. And you are the keeper of the light want more ask for keepers of the light now imagine being plugged into a special line that lets you in on future events the news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates on Israel, and what you need to know as an end time believer plus teachings and strength for every day of your week and the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all these things free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus's Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it and you'll be real blessed. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to join with me in reaching the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Or HaOlam, the light of the world.
0: truth to ponder with bob bierman and welcome back to our thursday edition of truth to ponder and i'm your host bob bierman and during the break we were able to make connection again with jim calhoun in nebraska and you were telling me it's windy and cold and snowy and blizzardy out there and you, you you use a wireless internet connection and the wind must be causing you some grief am i correct
1: Oh, yes, I tell you, it's howling through here, and I still got to go out and take care of cows, and so oh. I'm going to be out in this wind for several hours today. I'm oh, not looking I feel forward for to you. it.
0: <laughs> and, and so if we should get disconnected, you know, we'll just continue on but and pick up maybe next week, but we were talking as we went to the break, you know, about the narrative and the control, and, and what I believe is happening, and I'm firmly believing this, that nations western nations have to be destroyed their freedom has to be stripped away and their will to do better for themselves has got to be stripped away as well take away their jobs take make food more scarce make them afraid to travel because you know you're destroying the planet by driving that gasoline powered car don't even cut your grass with gasoline it's got to be electric and, oh, and I, we, we have kids that are believing all this stuff, and they're, they'll they go to their parents, Mommy and Daddy, you're killing the planet. And their oh, teachers are making them believe it. Oh, definitely. The the
1: disinformation and the propaganda and the brainwashing is just astounding. And I totally agree with what you're saying, that that is the agenda, to destroy the West
0: in any way possible they can. Because the West and what few Christians are left are the only thing standing in the way people that are either christians or still love freedom are the one thing standing in their way of total domination and until they get rid of the resistance they can't get their wish people like joe biden could care less about your freedom because he will be among the elite it can be a one world government but he and his family have found their place at least for now the same oh, yeah, is true with a lot of rhino Republicans that are all into this, like the Mitt Romneys. They're they're cool with a one-world government. They may tell you they're, they're not, but their actions speak louder than words. Oh, absolutely. The way they want to see universal health care, universal income, universal everything on a global scale. And yet the, these are the globalists that also believed in what was stated on the Georgia Guidestones before they got demolished that the world population needs to be maintained at 500 million or less. And that means 13 out of every 14 of us must die.
1: Oh, definitely, that's why I've been saying it's a mass extermination event, because they do want to kill
0: that many people. That is part of their agenda. If we don't, and, and once again, let me explain something that a lot of the scary headline people that I read are missing. You're dealing with a spiritual warfare. This is not atheistic warfare. They may claim they are, but they're not. They, The demons understand something. Their goal may take them 200 years to get to. Yet people think they're going to get it in their lifetime. And see, it's the Christians that want instant gratification. Those that want to destroy you know, 13 out of every 14 of us they'll wait us out. What happens if our ability to reproduce is destroyed? What happens within 50 years?
1: Well, that's what this, what I call the death vax, this so-called vaccine. That's what I think its main purpose is, is to
0: sterilize. I really do. And we're seeing lower birth rates and we'll continue. And I think we're going to see that escalate over time.
1: I, I agree with you. And I, I think, think it's people, people, a, people that
0: people that keep type. taking these boosters over and over again, they may say, Hey, I've been taking it for two years. I'm doing okay. And yet nobody can explain why is there this massive increase, especially in young people, of heart issues in the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated.
1: If you look at the amount of deaths that have happened from heart related issues since they released this so-called vaccine it's obscene the uh, amount of percentage that's and gone they, up and they call
0: this is called sad sudden to death sudden adult death syndrome and, we're and, supposed and, to and nobody knows that. what it is nobody and knows what's causing it they do know they just won't tell us well if you, if you dare <laughs> say it facebook will say that sure i call it fascist book they will tell you that they're they're experts they're truth experts all oh, the ones that sit in their mom's basement? <laughs> yeah, you know, that you're wrong. It's it's disinformation. Our fact checkers say so, but they never provide one shred of evidence to what they're saying. They keep saying it's false, and they keep pushing towards studies that have been put out by people that we know have lied over and over and over and over again. And so why pay attention to, to known liars? One of the problems that I have today, the CDC under Rachel Walensky she is an absolute fabricating fraud um on their website it talks about all the terrible things about ivermectin and they and they say we have studies on the website to prove it and so several doctors have looked at the studies on the website and the truth is they don't prove it at all of anything they prove that iver, ivermectin worked but see ivermectin they, does work and 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 what people are not understanding is that they know that you'll see the headline, and the website will say, look at our studies, and who's going to look at the study? Nobody. No. Do you think that bubble-headed blonde on MSNBC is going to read the study? No. She's going to read the headline and do as she's told. I've them. bad. It's horse pace. It's going to kill well you. That
1: describes all of them. They're just empty, empty suits, just the bubble heads.
0: <laughs> You know, I can remember... A song way back when I think it's the '80s. It was called "Dirty Laundry" uh, by Don Henley, and it talked about the bubble-headed beach blonde, you know, on your TV at, at, you know, at at ten. I mean, there's just it's just a pretty face mouthing words that they can't even understand.
1: And I've also noticed that these people are through their facial expressions and also body language that they indoctrinate that way too. I was watching a Christian was explaining his, what he thought was his reason for success and he wanted to give all the glory to Jesus Christ. And the minute he said that, she rolled her eyes and kind of grunted. And then they had quote unquote technical difficulties and the screen went black and he was gone for the interview. And so they wanted to squelch his testimony that he was about to give. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely are following a narrative. And they're definitely are what you say, just bubbleheads. They're just doing what they're told.
0: Yeah, I know. And and like I say, that 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 song from way back when Dirty Laundry, it summed it up. You know, and even back forty years ago, people loved bad news. They loved gossip. They loved innuendo. Um, I, I can remember when I worked briefly in news and radio way back early in my career as my news director would look at me and say you know bob you got to get out there if it bleeds it leads you know get me that story that is you know violence and shootings and stabbings i need that we we don't need we, we don't want happy stories or stories about you know some stupid city council meeting that nobody cares about we want it to bleed and lead and we want people's attention and that was the philosophy When I started out, that's the 1970s. Do you think it's gotten any better today? Of course not.
1: Oh, no. But I think that that's one thing that made Paul Harvey so unique is that he gave good news as well as the bad news. And he also gave
0: an honest analysis of the news.
1: Yes, he did. Even if he didn't agree,
0: it was an honest analysis, even for the things he didn't like.
1: And that is missing today. There are no Paul Harveys on the mainstream, not even close.
0: You know, it, there's no doubt about it that uh, Walter Cronkite leaned toward the left, but you would never have known it by watching him on TV. But today, they don't even hide it anymore. Today, it's just wide out in the open. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, yeah, Jim, you're back in case anybody wondered, what just happened there? <laughs> we just uh, had a little bit of a disconnect. Your internet, I'm sure, is the problem. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. For the... For the moment, for the moment, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know you got to get out there to the cows in a little bit, but i i just want I just want our listeners to know. I mean, like I say, by the way, just in case you're wondering, uh, for listeners, I am exhausted today, but I'm feeling better. Um, it's like I've been drained for a few days, but it's part of the healing process. I need to get rest, and I've been pushing myself to try to get ahead so I can get that rest. So I'm I'm just wanting people to to know that I'm okay. But today, as I'm recording this program in advance with Jim, it's one of those days that I could have slept in. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I probably need to. But I know that so many of you have been praying for this ministry, and I know you pray for me. I know you pray for Jim with all he is going through out there. I don't think, Jim, I could not do what you're doing out there in Nebraska physically. Right now, in the condition I'm in, I'm surprised I can do what little I'm doing let alone but, what you're taking on and well, after what you you've been through.
1: Yeah, you just have to heal up and you're doing the right thing. Just take it easy and it'll come back to you as it, you know, time goes by. But I, it astounds me sometimes the amount of work I can get done in under adverse conditions like today. But ever since I had my bout with COVID, I have not had near the energy or the get up and go. So I do understand being tapped out Mm -hmm. very much.
0: And I think that even affects my wife and I, because we had the Omicron variant. We're pretty certain. We never bothered to get the test. There's no need to because the symptoms were obvious. It starts out like a head cold that looks like it's going to turn into the flu, and then it vanishes quickly. But the fatigue lingers for weeks and weeks and weeks.
1: Oh I, I I tell you I feel that fatigue. I get up and I my mind wants me to go do this that and the other and after I start my body says, "Nah, you better take it easy for a while."
0: <laughs> and, and 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 I want I want people to understand this. Maybe you've heard me mention this before and I and with Jim and I sharing our little experience, I I'm trying to remember maybe it was February or March this year and the audience never knew it because I never talked about it and there was no need to. Uh, per se because I, what we did we'd get up in the morning no alarm clock just whenever we woke up and i would you know have coffee and breakfast and get get ready to pr- produce the radio program and then i would produce it and then it was after lunchtime it was getting like on one o'clock in the afternoon and this little bite to eat and then we were both not just me both of us were so exhausted our our home in georgia the the master bedroom is actually on a lower daylight basement room that we had heavy drapes on you could make the room dark and we put on some music quietly and we just lay down and fall asleep until like five or six in the afternoon and then we get up make dinner watch some tv and between nine and ten we were in bed and by the sound, that's Jim returning. I think your internet did it again, didn't it?
1: Yes, it did. The wind is coming through here gusting up to seventy five miles an hour and it's coming from the north and it's hitting my my uh receiver, just mm-hmm. really hitting it hard, and it's must be wiggling it or jiggling it or something. Something's up today.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I'm not going to keep you on too much longer, but you know, just but the exhaustion, and then we just go to bed and start all over again the next day. And I think how how it how did it affect you having COVID? Did you have the same issue with the fatigue? Exactly. after? In other words, the the sinus, the coughing, the sore throat, the mild little fever. You measure that in days, just a matter oh, of days.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly what happened to me. But I had one extra sy- symptom, and that's that I had back aches and body aches
0: well i, I have like, them all the time any so anyway so i wouldn't have known you know
1: it, it, it felt like that tyson fury and mike tyson and anyone else named tyson was taking turns doing body shots on me and trying to knock me out with a body blow that's how yeah, bad it
0: hurt we, yeah and i i already had back issues so i just they were amplified but i just i never paid attention as that being a part of it but we, we both felt stiff and we both recuperated about the same time it, it was about a month yeah, uh, maybe six weeks before you know, we could go out to do some minor shopping. But if we were out for more than an hour, or so it's like we got to get home. I can't do any more of this.
1: Well, I've been. It's been a little over six weeks, and I'm still feeling the effects of fatigue. And it mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, it lingers. Yeah, it. It's just. It's one of those things. I say it's the gift that keeps giving.
0: Yeah, and hopefully. Uh, hopefully, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Ralph Barrick and the Eco Health Alliance uh, that they, they will all have their day in court for what they unleashed on this world. I I can only hope. I mean that that's what it boils down to. This on this program we said it in 2020 that there was no doubt in my mind, and I felt this way for months before the program even started. This was a laboratory. Virus. And I didn't care who said what. It made no sense. All the experts say this could not have morphed this quickly in the wild to jump species to do what it's doing. It had to have gain of function. It had to be targeted. And And it's it's also a bioweapon. And we were told then that people like me that said that were nothing more than conspiracy theorists and we should be ignored and canceled in the culture, stripped of being on Facebook. And I mean, I got kicked off of, um, you know, Twitter for saying these things back then. And so I just pulled the account and said, fooey I'm done with you guys. And so we were laughed at, mocked, made fools of. Then we talked about there's something wrong with this vaccine that Fauci said, you're never going to get a vaccine in 10 years. And then here we got it uh, right, you know, the week and a half after Trump loses the election. Miracle of miracles. The vaccine is here.
2: Wait a that, minute.
1: You do that
0: Fauci imitation way too well. You And I mean, we're, we're saying right before the election, it's going to be 10 years. And then, you know, and so where your you face where we're, we're three face masks to stay safe? And then, literally, the week and a half after the election, surprise, surprise! Both Moderna and Pfizer announced, followed by Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca, all within what three weeks? They all Health. had a vaccine. And if you look at the patents, the patents are issued way before COVID was even named. Exactly. Some of the things. Many of the many of the components. This thing ah. is older than the hills. So, uh, you know, it it, it is. You, know, you call me a conspiracy theorist, but I always tell people the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about a year. Yeah. And, and I agree. or less. And we're seeing it play out. And so the things that got me knocked off media platforms are now accepted fact. And the things that I'm saying that I'm still being knocked off for today will be the facts next year. And and it's not that I'm that good. It's not that I'm, you know, some genius. It's not that I'm such a great, you know, news reporter. It's just you look around you with open eyes and ignore the the noise. Right, have
1: common sense.
0: When you see a narrative that is so perfectly timed and everybody at CNN, MSNBC, CBS, New York Times, you name it, globally saying identically the same thing, in the same exact pre-formatted words, you know that somebody sent them that material and it is the established propaganda. If you stop listening to when they all use the same expression, it's like they all go to their email in the morning and hear their talking points for the day globally and it goes without any change in narrative except in a handful of places. And well, so I say it, that, the noise is what I have to dismiss.
1: Oh, I hear you. And I think Joseph Goebbels would be proud if he was alive today to see how far propaganda has come and how well organized it is. And you're right. You could listen to, doesn't matter if it's male or female, doesn't matter which network, they'll say the exact same phrase in the exact same way. And they'll just do it in lockstep. Exactly. And, and why can't people see that on their own i don't know a lot of people can see it
0: there's there's a a there's a great theory on that and and i read a wonderful article that actually opened my eyes that if you tell a big enough lie you have no reference point to know that it's not true in other words you have no knowledge no background no anything because you hear it you believe it and the worst part is our enemy seeds fake information to us for us to regurgitate that to destroy our credibility too so you got to be careful in what you share but if there's something out there that people would have some common knowledge and so if the story is distorted because people understand something well then it's harder to get that lie through that's why goebbels was right the bigger the lie and the louder you tell it, the more people will end up believing it because they have nothing to fight it. That That's the key. And that's where we're living at today. Jim, in our closing moments, anything you want to add to our conversation?
1: Well, I just want to add that you're definitely right on how you are perceiving things. And also, you're definitely right bringing it out to the people. It's just that we need to have the listeners that agree with us, which I think they should because we're telling you the truth, that they do their part to not back down to anybody that tries to push a narrative at them that's false. And the only way that we're going to turn anything around is if we stand up for our own principles and stand up for what's right and what's good. And we have to start making a stand as a people because we're seeing everything incrementally just being wiped away, just layer by layer. And if they don't receive any resistance, even if it's just us saying the word no, then it's gonna continue. And so if we're gonna heal anything up as far as what mankind can heal is of any of our issues, it's up to us to start. We have to be the catalyst to get things going, to put things on a better trajectory.
0: Well, Jim, we're about out of time and I wanna thank you for spending some time with me today here in the program. And I cannot thank you enough for making the time. As many of you know, I'm going through a difficult time physically. And, well, Jim has been a godsend for over a year now in helping one day a week. And today was one of those kind of days where I'm just having a hard time thinking, putting the program together. And if it wasn't for for Jim willing to take time from his very busy schedule on the farm... And with the weather and everything else, I don't know how I would have gotten through today. I need your prayers more than ever before. Not just for my health, but for direction on this radio program. There's so many opportunities out there. And I want to make sure that I'm doing what God would have me to do in helping you discern what you need to do during these very difficult and troubled times. These these days are unprecedented, but they're not... Well, they're not unimaginable. The Bible has been warning us of the signs and the seasons. The playbook of the enemy to your soul has never changed and never will change. Now, maybe tomorrow I'll feel better, and next week we can just pray that I do, but keep me in your prayers. But for now, would you help keep us on the air? We have some bills that'll come due. And if you would be kind enough to make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is Post Office Box 510. That's P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. That zip code again is 24319. If you prefer, you can support us from our website, which is truth the number two ponder dot com. pondercom This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truththe Number Two, and the word ponder dot com. That's truththe number two ponder.com. Truth to
1: Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.